Talking about scary, Spencer. I'll tell you what's scary. Mentioning the thought of uh, bringing some sort of fear mechanic into traditional Dungeons and Dragons. Man, I mentioned it on the audio dungeon there a while back. And you'd think I was talking about changing the uh, constitution. (laughs) Oh, mate. Player agency. I was beaten over the head with player agency. Um, Without consent, I have to say, I hadn't consented to this abuse. But, yeah, I thought it would be interesting. And seemingly they did also, the designers, the, the wizards, with 5th edition, because I'm pretty sure they put something in the um, the DMG, but I, I, dare, I daren't turn to that page. I flick past it and uh, shut the book quickly. Very interesting message there from Colin Spike Pit Green. And in some ways, I'm surprised at the response you got from suggesting a fear mechanic. But I kind of understand why people don't like the idea of losing player agency. I mean, we don't like the idea of losing our own agency in extremely uh, stressful moments. And I guess what I'm interested in is how the characters cope in the aftermath of exhibiting such responses but I guess it's to be expected a fearful response to a fearful response I suppose you could say nothing to fear except fear itself welcome to RPG a day 2019 day 21 first thing I think about is actually my thoughts were initially drawn to the computer game Elite uh, from 1984 had it on the ZX Spectrum and it was a space trading game that had solar systems galaxies you know a whole kind of universe to explore It was all uh, wireframe graphics, it was all very simple and you spent a lot of time just floating through space with very little happening at all, travelling from one point to the next. But it was the space that that occupied in your mind, just the mere idea that you could travel almost anywhere was pretty mind-blowing at the time. And yeah, I understand that that some people were already playing RPGs at that point and uh, probably not much of a revelation to them, possibly. But it was pretty mind-blowing for me. And uh, yeah, thinking more about sandboxes and that potential problem, which uh, arises with computer games, it's very easy to kind of get lost in these worlds. Lack of focus, you know, having so many missions on the go or struggling to find one maybe 
that sort of lack of purpose that can sort of infect you, which obviously eventually leads to a lack of interest in the game and uh, how tabletop RPGs can avoid that quite easily. I know it's still a trap you can fall into, certainly if you don't have clear motivations for what you're doing, perhaps. But when you've got an actual living, breathing GM in front of you who can just drop whatever they want into the game at any point, that doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. That's where, obviously, tabletop RPGs really excel, I think. And that's what interests me about play. I've said this before, I'm very interested in exploration of the, the land, of the character. Not so much in advancement, you know, which is probably why I'm so drawn to the OSR, being interested in things unfolding, and just the organic way that stories can emerge rather than uh, I mean you know there's a time and a place for railroading but that's not what I'm interested in I mean you can find that in computer games you can find that in game books Uh, but one thing that playing at tabletop with people creating the world essentially as it's being explored it's just back to possibilities again it's all about The endless possibilities of play, you can go absolutely anywhere. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor. Big thanks to Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere for her very special contributions 